Hello everyone. Before we start today's podcast, some exciting news for you. You can experience the Inside Politics podcast live in Dublin on May 16th when Hugh Linehan, Jennifer Bray and I will be joined by Cliff Young of Ipsos, one of America's top pollsters, to talk about the US election, our own local and European elections and much more. It's a breakfast event kicking off at 8am in Trinity College. If you'd like to attend, you can get tickets at irishtimes.com forward slash events. That's irishtimes.com forward slash events. I hope we see lots of you there. It's Friday, June 26th, and you're very welcome to a special edition of the Inside Politics podcast from the Irish Times. I'm Pat Leahy. Why a special edition? Because this evening, Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael and the Green Party announced that their members have approved the programme for government. And so, almost five months after the general election, Ireland stands to get a new government tomorrow. To discuss this, I'm joined by the full complement of our political staff, Deputy Political Editor Fia Kelly, Political Correspondent Harry McGee, and Political Reporter Jennifer Bray. Jennifer, you've been at the Greens all day, hanging around outside the count, and uh, you were there at the announcement by Eamon Ryan. Tell us what happened. Yeah, so obviously we, I think the Green Party vote was probably the most anticipated one of the day. Well, it was really, to be fair. I think a lot of people expected the Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael voted to get through okay, and that did come to pass. And as was expected as well, the, the Green vote came in last, um, shortly after just around half eight. So, I mean, it was it was interesting. Um, Eamon Ryan and Catherine Martin, they came out um, just after the vote was announced and it was 76% in, in favour, 24% against. And I think, um, you know, personally speaking, I didn't expect to see that figure quite so high. I thought maybe it would be in the late 60s. Um, and, you know, it was interesting to hear the, the two different, I suppose, two different tones that Catherine Martin and Eamon Ryan uh, brought afterwards. Catherine Martin was very, very strident. She was kind of saying basically that, you know, there, the country is crying out for a stable government. She was saying that we need political certainty. Uh, and she did say that the task ahead wouldn't be easy, uh, but that the Green Party would hit the ground running. I thought Eamon Ryan was a bit more sanguine about it. He, but he did say that there was a sense of responsibility on the parties of the job to do. Uh, he said they'd have to go into uh, coalition uh, and get the country out of a really severe economic crisis. And there was a really sort of strange part at, at the end where they both finished talking and, and thanking their party members and they sort of stood there awkwardly and they had this sort of expression, the both of them. They both looked a little bit terrified or a little bit shell-shocked. It was almost like you expected a train to sort of arrive out of nowhere and just pummel through the room. Like they did have that look of sort of right, okay, this is really happening, we're really going into this and, and tomorrow is obviously a really, really big day. Eamon Ryan was talking about how, uh, you know, now we move on to the next part, now we go in to, to appoint a Taoiseach and, and to really get down to the, to the business uh, of, of government. And yeah, it was just an interesting part of the end, just sort of an awkward moment that, um, that, really, that really struck me, to be honest. And what was the atmosphere there amongst the Greens? I mean, we were all very surprised at this thumping majority that the proposal uh, achieved. What was the, the reaction there? I think that I think there was a bit of surprise in, in the Green Party and amongst the members that they, they got such a high percentage. Um, I'd been talking to uh, talking to them all day and talking to them yesterday, and they were genuinely worried that it was going to be on a knife edge. 
they were worried that with the opposition in the north and with the opposition in in the young uh, young greens that that would tip the ballots and make it so much harder to to get um a majority in favour of the deal, so or two thirds in favour of the deal, even. So I do think there was a bit of surprise in relation to that. I think the vast majority of them are relieved. Um, I think they're probably relieved to have this part over because what has happened over the last few weeks in the Green Party has been really, really public. Um, it's been a very open display of all of the difficulties and all of the disagreements that they have. It's all been there for for everybody to see, and it hasn't been easy for them. Um, and I think now at least they've got the sense sense of closure. The vote is in. They're going into government for better or for worse. And, you know, we'll see what the, obviously what the next few years bring. But I think really now mo- the vast majority of people are just relieved to have it over. Harry, you're joining us from the Burlington Hotel where the Fianna Fáil count and announcement was. You're hang- hanging around there just around the entrance doors to Annabelle's nightclub before it opens. But um, in, the, in, in the meantime, um, uh, t- tell us what happened there today. Um. Well, I, I was blogging all day, so I was kind of covering all three conventions. So I was uh, travelling by bicycle from Mount Street to uh, the Burlington. Obviously, uh, the Green Party one was the only one that wasn't uh, reachable by bicycle, given that it was uh, held inside a submarine uh, 20 fathoms deep uh, inside the building of Mazars that was hermetically sealed from the outside world. Um, what really struck me was how emphatic the Green victory was. I mean, 76%, it was even higher than the percentage who voted in favour in Fianna Fáil, which was 74%, uh, 80% in Fine Gael. And I say this without uh, any uh, slight at all, but the Fine Gael College uh, was a packed jury to begin with because uh, you had a 50% weight given to the Parliamentary Party who were going to endorse it emphatically. So those who voted against in, in, in Fine Gael knew that they, could, they, they had no chance of uh, succeeding, that it was gestural on their part. And does that does that explain, I wonder, Harry, the somewhat anemic endorsement by the Fine Gael councillors? I, I think so. I think there was there was a, there was an element of the gesture there, but there's also, I think, within Fine Gael, and we saw it in Fianna Fáil, there was strong opposition in some of the the western constituency sees, uh, not least um, uh, Galway West. Damon O'Queeve actually was. Uh, knocking around the Burlington all day today. Uh, they actually emphatically rejected it, but they were uh, almost alone uh, amongst uh, uh, Fianna Fáil constituencies in voicing uh, opposition uh, to it. Uh, the thing about the Greens is that if you look at the Greens constituency by constituency, uh, they, they, they must have had overwhelming endorsements in most of their constituencies. And then you look at a handful of constituencies uh, that might not have been as... Um, uh, as uh, strong in terms of support for the programme for government. Dublin Central, where Nasa Hurrigan is. Dublin Midwest, where the leading person is Councillor Peter Kavanagh. Dublin Southwest, uh, where Francis Noel Duffy is. And as Jennifer alluded to earlier on, the Northern Greens, but only 197 of those voted. And we can't actually take it for granted that they all followed the lead of their councillors. There would have been some in the North who would have said that uh, the programme for government was worthwhile, but didn't voice it publicly. And then the Young Greens, and people thought that the Young Greens would vote almost in mass against the programme for government, but a survey that was conducted in UCD just several days before the poll was taken uh, showed the uh, ratio at about 
uh, 61% to 39%. So it does show uh, that there are mixed views even amongst uh, the young Greens. I looked at, uh, I thought Catherine Martin gave a fairly impressive speech. She's been very impressive during this whole process and has, has emerged as a uh, as the leader in waiting for a- Eamon Ryan. And um, uh, Jennifer may have noted some trepidation or some uh, uh, tincture of fear uh, on both their parts. But if they do, you'd worry for the rest of them because they're the only two with real parliamentary experience. I thought her speech was good tonight. She tried to reach out to those who voted against to say that they were disappointed and who might be sceptical of Fine Gael or Fianna Fáil. And she talked about all of them uh, working together with a mutuality of trust and used the Irish expression, Nínyarth Cacarlicaela. And that was working both with Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil, but also reaching out to the Greens who, may, who might feel bitterly disappointed by this result to try to bring them back into uh, the fold. There were divisions in Fianna Fáil too, but um, I, I think the party will row in behind Michal Martin. He'll be elected Taoiseach tomorrow. Yeah, you were at the Fianna Fáil announcement there. Um, what did you make of Michal Martin's speech and his demeanour? He looked like a man ready to take on the mighty responsibility that awaits him tomorrow. Yeah, he kind of didn't so much walk in as kind of float in. <laughs> you know, he's been waiting for this moment for a long time. I think the nearest comparator in recent years would be Andy Kenny, who was a politician for many years uh, before he assumed the highest office in the land. It's a big honour for him. Um, it's a big moment for him. And he, he uh, came across uh, in as happy as I have ever seen Micheál Martin. Uh, he well, There were no conditionalities, no spikiness, uh, none of his, uh, you know, he, he can be quite touchy uh, when challenged. There was none of that. He was in pussycat mode tonight, uh, very happy. Big challenge ahead of him as Taoiseach because Fianna Fáil uh, are the party of the three who has most work to do to try to reassert uh, its own identity and its own place in Irish uh, politics. He had one interesting new detail to share tonight and that was that the post of Attorney General uh, will be a revolved post uh, that Fianna Fáil, the Fianna Fáil Taoiseach will nominate the AG for the first two and a half years and then uh, for the remaining two and a half years it will be Leo Varadkar who will nominate uh, an AG. So we'll have both a rotating Taoiseach and also a rotating AG. We, we, we might um, uh, engage in some speculation a little bit later on the uh, on the matter of Cabinet and that, but Fiat, let me turn to you for a sec. Um, uh, what's going to happen now tomorrow? Well, tomorrow is going to be another long day by the look of it. So the Dáil will meet at half ten in the Convention Centre in Dublin tomorrow. We then expect that Michal Martin will be elected Taoiseach between half ten and around half twelve. Um, he will then go to our Sinutron to get his seal of office from President Michael D. Higgins. And then at that point, the doll, the doll was initially supposed to adjourn for four hours. It's now going to adjourn until six o'clock. So it was supposed to adjourn from half twelve to half four. So now going to go until six. And we think that there may be some tinkering around the structure of government departments to be done at that point. Does that long delay suggest to us, I wonder, that there is a fair bit of work to be done on not just cabinet selection, but government construction, as in the, uh, you know, the structure of the various departments? Because there has been a lot of talk that there are some significant changes on the way. I think so. Michal Martin said it was more or less done tonight, but... Um, 
I'm not sure there's clarity on the Department of Health yet where that's going, what exactly its composition will be, what other areas it takes in. Um, there are some details emerging at the moment. We know, for example, that Myanmar is going to be teaching, Leo Varad is going to be tarnished. Why do you expect at this point that Leo Varad will be Minister for Jobs, potentially with tourism coming in? Pascal Dunhill will be financed by the McGrath, deeper, and Ryan is super, transport department with climate action and the energy in it. Um, restructured departments like Department of Children will be Department of Children Equality and Disabilities. Uh, but a few other nips and tucks around the edges, we don't yet know what little bits will go there. So it does sound there's a bit of work to be done. So as well as the chosen few, get the curly finger, screw up the building tomorrow, they're happy to be the kind of uh, finalising of the structured departments. But one of the, the other ones we know is that Department of Justice is going to Guinea Gale. I'm told tonight that Department of Agriculture is going to Guinea Fall. So the pieces are all slapping into place. Uh, Jennifer, you're a lot younger, of course, than any of us, but uh, we, we've watched several const- government constructions and reshuffles, etc. Um, and one thing that always strikes me about them is that there's always a last minute hitch and frequently more than one last minute hitch when somebody refuses to move uh, or somebody puts up a very strong protest and the Taoiseach or party leader is forced to reconsider. Do you see any potential pitfalls uh, like that tomorrow? To be honest with you, maybe a, a few slippery moments, but nothing too dramatic, nothing too drastic. And the reason why I say that is because really the vast majority of this has been worked out so far in advance between the three party leaders because it had to be. Um, they had to get all their ducks in a row and they had to know exactly where they were going with this in order to get to get it this far. I mean, we know kind of the, the structure uh, of what the new cabinet will look like. We'll know that the two parties will have uh, six cabinet ministers each uh, plus one super junior each and, and seven other junior ministers as Felix said there we we kind of know sort of vaguely or pretty much generally where most ministers will go and I think there is a sense amongst you know Fine Gael in particular that obviously they're the outgoing cabinet they're the outgoing government there's going to be a lot of losers there's going to be a lot of cabinet casualties there's going to be a lot of people uh, a lot of staff losing their job over the next couple of days um, and even staff in the Taoiseach's office will have to go you know because that office uh, Leo Varadkar's office will be downsized to to tarnish and I think a lot of this has been accepted and a lot of this is understood and I would be surprised if there was anything major I think it sounds to me like the vast majority of it has been worked out there's a couple of things left still health like Felix said I'd be really interested to see if if Simon Harris and his um, the job he's done over the last couple of weeks on COVID-19 is enough for him to stay and also if he'd want to stay. Harry let me turn to you about the Greens again do you think they'll stick together what will the antis do? What will Nasa Hurigan and the TDs that along with her opposed this deal? What do you think they'll do? Well, we can't uh, forget that there is a, um, a, a leadership uh, contest in uh, a couple of months' time. It's going to be announced on the 24th of July. And that uh, had potential uh, for more cleavage within the party if it was divided emerging from this. But I think given the the emphatic nature of the vote, I mean, it's not as high as it was in 2007 or 2009, but 76% in the context of a very organised and very focused campaign against is a very good result. And I think it buttresses Eamon Ryan as party leader. The fact that Catherine Martin has rode in strongly behind him, um, I think will... uh, 
we'll see uh, him doing very well in the leadership contest, but also her doing very well and cementing her position as the kind of the successor in in waiting. And I think the party is going to work very, very hard over the next couple of weeks to try to repair all the divisions that have emerged. We wrote about it earlier on uh, this week and it has become very personal and the party has a job of work to do now to try to uh, repair uh, all those uh, bruised egos and personalities uh, that came uh, uh, along the way. Do you think they'll, they'll stay together? Do you think there could be departures? I, I don't think so. I think if it was closer, I think there would have been more of a potential for that. Um, and I think, you know, there are, there is a it's, a, it's a diverse group and the Greens have never been homogenous in terms of their outlook. They share a, a concern about the environment, but they have differed in terms of social issues. There were some in the par- party who are very left. There were some in the party who are centrist, some who are anti-capitalist, some who believe that capitalism can work, perhaps not in the same way as Fine Gael would argue, uh, but there are certainly loads of people in the, par- in the party who believe that businesses should uh, thrive and should should be, be enlarged. And the party has over the years managed to kind of accommodate all of those. I think it remains to be seen. I mean, people will be interested to see how uh, Nasa Hurrigan and others uh, will respond to this, but she sent out a very conciliatory uh, tweet uh, this morning uh, as counting began to say that we are all members of the Green and we should all work together. And I suspect that um, that uh, the party will muddle through. I think uh, those uh, divisions, I think, uh, will be uh, solved. And I, I don't really expect to see any major defections from the party. OK, thanks, Harry. Look, it's been a long day, everybody, and all, all our phones are uh, all, almost out of battery. So last question um, for tonight, anyway, to you, Fiek. Do you think this government's going to work? Yeah, I think this government has got a good chance of working. You know, it's got as good a chance as any we've seen. Uh, well, it's got a better chance, I think, of lasting five years than the previous one, or the previous one lasted four years, and we didn't think that was going to last. But, you know, if you, you're speaking to people from all the parties around the talks, relationships have been you know built trust has been built to to a certain extent although i'm not sure it's it's entirely there capture martin has explicitly said a few times that you know she's going to keep fianna fall and finnegale on watch when they this government takes office but the omens are good so far uh for this government obviously it's in finnegale's interest to hang in now for two or three years because they want the overactive to be t-shirt they want the roles reversed and the Greens have to show that this was worth it. They have to get those projects they want in there, like their massive transport budget, cycling infrastructure, walking infrastructure, moves to that 7% target. Those have to be complete before the next election. So I think this does have, this does have a good chance of working this coming. OK, well, well, once they're in, they're in. But once we're out, we're out. That's all we have for you this evening. Do tune in again and we'll talk to you soon.